last time on Almost Heroes. We left off, or actually, let me recap from the start. Um, real creepy boat. Uh, we begin with Rangram, Cosmo, Glenn, and Captain Combs all aboard the Swallows after a brief discussion with an unnerved Captain Milty, very creepy Captain Milty. The group leaves him to his own heavily locked and uncomfortably small hiding place on the top deck of the massive ship. Uh, the Almost Heroes then head their way down into the depths of the Swallows to investigate whatever the hell happened to the rest of Milty's crews, or crew, excuse me. Uh, in the captain's planning room below the upper deck, Lynn Rangram uh, recognized that some of the small model ships on the captain's table were moving on their own. Uh, and upon investigation, the group discovered that the model ships were in fact small mimics, uh, just in time for them all to kind of scurry away. Glenn does, in natural Glenn form, impale one and kills one of the, which I believe CC named Shiptopuses, so I'm going with that, uh, which let out a squealing wail, which was then mirrored by the louder, deeper, scarier wails of arguably the whole ship. Uh, the boys then meet a strangely friendly and jovial group of ghost gas and wraiths in the dining quarters of the ship. Uh, they agree to leave the friendly drunk ghouls to have their own merry adventure while they move on to the rest of the ship. For some reason, it's gonna haunt us, I'm sure. After some investigation throughout the adjoining rooms, Clint finds a small ship to put in a bottle. As the group moves deeper into the ballast of the ship, they stumble upon a room full of wayward ghosts that were floating listlessly through the massive room. Rangroom challenges Cosmo to move to the opposite side of the room full of ghosts by himself for 500 gold. Cosmo, of course, agrees because he's the bravest. Uh, he makes his way through the corridor slowly and cautiously. While it's happening, Glenn hears Russell behind him in a small room and searches for more of these ship pusses. He attacks one that was falling on a dead body, and in doing so, a larger, angrier, and more aggressive ship emerges from the neck of the decrepit body. Uh, after a brutal battle between the group and a multitude of these ship heads, Glenn is worse for wear and ready to torch the whole ship and leave. Uh, but Cosmo quickly helps him steal his nerves with a quick lay on hands, and Glenn's ready to keep moving. They move forward down into the ship into an eerie room full of blood and viscera all over the floor. But among the viscera is a collection of unsullied barrels. And in, in his unwavering wisdom, Rangrim sends his spirit weapon zombie crashing into the barrels. And that happens an amalgamation of body parts and infamously most of a horse emerges from the pile and creates some grouping of hellacious beasts. That is where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, BK. That brings us to episode 65, Most of a Horse. So, welcome back, travelers. We Things are getting a bit strange as we pick up with our Almost Heroes crew, delving deeper into the hull of the Swallow, and are now facing off against what seems to be most of a horse and the long-dead crew of the ship being reanimated by tiny boat creatures. It's time to grab some popcorn, I think. So, to set the scene, uh, you all uh, are literally looking at down the barrel of uh, all of these, uh, what looked like originally to be some sort of like, probably would have consisted of some sort of liquid. Uh, and now as they've kind of split open, look more like uh, egg sacs inside. And these shiplings have kind of, uh, the have to uh, have scurried across the ground into this pile of corpses in the middle of the room. Uh, and rising from that were four figures uh, that seemed to be the kind of remaining crew of these, uh, or like the original crew of the ship, uh, kind of being reanimated by these uh, ship-headed creatures that kind of look like shark faces as the hole kind of opens up in the front of it. And 
uh, kind of rising out of the center of that uh, is what looks like part of a mounted rider and most of a horse. Uh, both of which have, uh, like, the rider has, like, the, I think maybe half of its torso is missing, and it's kind of, thing is kind of coming out of half the, the torso area, and then the, uh, the horse, it, it's just kind of coming out right, right out the neck with this ship-headed, uh, mimic creature. So, uh, as this is kind of happening, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to, like, do you like what is your reaction to this uh to this should we just roll right into initiative what do you all want to do i'd just like to say i blame rain glenn's gonna try to shoot an arrow if he has the the time to do it if not i'll have to roll initiative uh absolutely. I, glenn doesn't really see this as a conversation that's gonna happen it seems more like a we want to kill you Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, I'll give you that attack, and then um, that'll kind of be the thing that initiates the initiative. Then uh, roll me that attack. And which one are you attacking? Look, there's uh, only one answer to that. Yeah, kind of got to be most of a horse. <laughs> That's what Clint's the most afraid of. So, yeah, he was Fair. creeping kind of through. Uh, I'll roll for it. I have to do all my rolls digitally because I forgot my dice, and if I have bad rolls, I blame. Uh, I rolled a 17 to hit the most of a horse. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, yes, that does hit. Perfect. So Glenn goes, or he's kind of creeping through and he's got his weapon at the ready and Zob just goes flying through. This whole creature is just formed. You know, I'll fuck that and just shoots. <laughs> Oh, I rolled a one. Perfect. Uh, it's eight damage. Okay. Uh, so I think you, you I think, uh, is there anywhere in particular you were aiming for? You were aiming for the rider? Are you aiming for the, any particular part of the, the horse? I I don't know what most of a horse is going to look like, even when they're fused. So <laughs> is there a part of this horse thing that looks extra vulnerable? Like where they're maybe joined together? Like, is there... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you want to try to, if you want to try to get it where like seems like the rider is fused to the back of this uh, this horse, otherwise you you know that the heads themselves seem to be the most vulnerable part of these. Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna aim for the horse ship heads, ship head. Okay, uh, awesome. Yes, I think you uh, I think you you lodge this uh, this arrow kind of like it kind of goes into the mouth of it. You can see it kind of poke out through the side uh, as it kind of like shoots out through the back of the the, the ship mimic. Uh, that is kind of reanimating uh, this horse. Uh, and with that, I think we need to roll into initiative. I'll roll for combs as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, combs got a 19. Damn. Beat me. Yeah, combs, I think, is just like, all right, now it's getting, I, I know I was uh, saying it was getting weird before, but this is, uh, I, I think we might want to be making a, an egress as soon as, uh, as soon as possible. Glenn looks over to Combs goes, oh yeah, it's a uh, half horse, half dead, half man. Where you draw the line? Yeah, I'm, yeah, all those things combined, I'm wholly terrified. Same. Uh what do we got? 17 for Glenn. 
I, I got a 21. Let's go. <laughs> no way, dude. Yes. <laughs> well, nice. Heal, heals at the end. What, a one total? Oh, nat one, and I don't have a bonus to my initiative. Yes. So good. So That's good. Really um, That's statistically bad. Mm-hmm. What, uh, yeah. Rangram, well, give, me, give me some flavor for why you would why you would go so last in the initiative i um let's say Rangroom just is standing there watching most of a horse and most of these other dudes come out with ships out of their necks and does it like come up like kind of it's like it's crawling out from the inside of this empty body super gross Rangroom's probably just standing there like looking around like um we're, we're burning this shit to the ground, right? We're going to get off of it and burn it. And Rangrim's like rifling through his pockets. You don't know if he's like looking for like a match. He's just like... Tinderbox. Yeah, he's just like panicked at this point. Uh, amazing, amazing. I love it. Uh, well, with a commanding 21, uh, Cosmo, you're going to go first. Perfect. Uh, Cosmo just seeing this stuff uh, come up out of these barrels is... Feeling, uh, feeling up to the challenge, and is going to uh, hastily run in, and uh, guess who would be? Let's see, gonna charge over it. Horse the closest. The horse is the closest. Of course, a horse, a horse, of course. Uh, Cosmo <laughs> is just like, well, that's gross. And uh, it's going to just run up and attack it. Uh, and right. uh, Solid yep. strategy. Ash is where we, where we start on this. And then, um, all right, do this. Let's see, see if it bleeds. Uh, let's see, a 16 to hit. Uh, yep, that hits. All right, cool. 30, 20. And also hits. One is not going to hit. Uh, well, maybe. It's a 12. It does not hit. Okay. All right. Um, perfect. Roll some damage then. So that is going to be 18 damage. Uh, as Cosmo runs up to this thing and it's uh, just like leans into it with the blunt side of his war pick uh, into this thing's like shoulder and uh, neck region. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I think that you I think you land a couple solid blows and you hear like the bones in like kind of dry, crunchy sinew kind of crunching beneath. And as you hit it, like literally the skin starts flaking off this thing like it's uh like it's almost dried <laughs> and like you can see like the muscle beneath. That's gross. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, I I you know, I just telling you what's happening, I didn't I didn't make this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten, don't recommend it. I think you might be dissociating a little bit there, John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I tell you. Um, okay. So yeah. So what was? Sorry. Uh, what was the total damage for that? Eighteen. Eighteen damage. Sorry, I was focusing on that horrifying horse image. Um, 
Okay, sweet. And uh, that is going to bring us to uh, Combs, who's going to just kind of pull out his, uh, I, yeah, I think he's just going to pull out his, uh, uh, what is he going to do? Yeah, I think he's going to pull out his uh, cutlass and uh, just kind of defensively uh, move over to this, uh, to this ship head. And you know what, actually, yeah. I think he's too scared. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna hold his action until they move closer. Uh, yeah, so Combs is gonna hold his action until they move up. I don't think he would be the one to charge in here. So Combs is gonna hold his action uh, until this thing comes at him, uh, or if he can protect someone. Uh, that's gonna bring us to Glenn. Uh, Glenn, having success with ghosts and their type of humor in the past, looks to looks to Cosmo real quick and goes, "Hey, uh, Cosmo, how do you make a boat feel better?" You give it some vitamin C, and then he casts Tasha City's Laughter on most of the horse. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, what do I, what's, what save do I need to make? Give me a wisdom save. Oh, man. Um, I, hope I hope they're not very wise. Uh, they're not very wise. They rolled a 13. They have a plus two, though, so 15. Yeah, it meets. That was, that was the DC. It's 15. Okay. Yeah, 13 plus two. Glenn feels very dejected from the fact that the horse did not think this joke was funny. But did Cosmo laugh? Oh, man. He's rolling. Cos Cosmo, Cosmo thought it was pretty funny. There we go. There we go. Glenn's not that Ta upset. I was going to say, Tasha City laughter affects Cosmo, then Cosmo falls prone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, uh, bonus action. I could. I feel like I should probably not be where I am. I'm gonna use. Yeah, I'm gonna move move far as the ways. Uh, and then after my joke does not land, Glenn's gonna say, "See ya," and then run the other way. And so he's <laughs> tucked into this corner, and as a bonus action, I'm gonna hide. Uh, amazing. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So you're kind of hiding. You kind of tucked back behind this um this like long banquet table that was probably used by the crew uh and then there's you do notice that like some of these uh these ship can these cans and stuff like that they're kind of turned around um glenn with your passive perception one thing you notice uh these cannons as you're looking at them they like they seem to be not made out of metal um they almost have like kind of a more skin-like quality and this end of the cannon seem to be kind of like like literally kind of not straight and they kind of like are are moving a little bit as you're looking at it um, but you can see these cannons up kind of like they're not facing out the side of the ship anymore they're kind of like just laying hither and yon um but you can see like the wheels are like kind of formed partially into the floor and as you're like looking around at everything you're starting to like th there's something very wrong with this room and the floor itself is actually like as you're kind of as you kind of moved across it, it has like a slight like it's almost like it's raising up and down, uh, as if it's kind of like slightly bowing up and down as you move. This place is disgusting. Glenn, Glenn chokes back some puke, but I also rolled a thirty on my stealth check when I hid. So, oh my I'm like, God, I'm like I'm like really hidden. Yeah, you're extremely hidden behind the skin can. Uh... <laughs> oh no. Nope. <laughs> Illegal. That'll be, that'll be no. the next episode title. Oh, boy, do I have a new joke. <laughs> oh, no. Behind the meat cannon. The the meat cannon. Exactly. Um, okay, so uh, we are going to... 
Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, we're going to go into combat here with the with this ship head who is going to charge combs, uh, which is going to uh, basically I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll combs as attacks first as this thing charges him. Uh, that's going to be that's going to hit for his first attack. Uh, his second attack is going to miss. And Combs does 10 damage to the ship head as it kind of runs at him, uh, just kind of like, I think this one's wielding like maybe a dagger. Uh, and it's still electrocute, it's electrified by the like electrical energy that seems to be flowing down the neck and out the arm of these, uh, these creatures that are electrifying their like metal weapons. Uh, and it comes at Combs, but it takes, uh, takes 10 damage to start. So... All right, so it's going to charge combs and it's going to roll for a couple of attacks. Uh, that first one is not going to hit. That's a 13. Combs is higher AC than that. Uh, and that second one's actually going to miss as well. So combs is uh, doing pretty good here. And uh, yeah, he, he kind of, he, I, he like blocks them off with his cutlass as uh, this ship headed creature uh, charges him, but they are now engaged in combat. Uh, and that's going to bring us to most of a horse who is focused on Cosmo and is going to uh, give you what for Cosmo. Uh, so this thing has a couple of attacks and it they're pretty nasty. So Matt me, bro. <laughs> um, so this creature on this thing's back uh, kind of like pulls out from the what seems to be formed partially into the side of the horse. It's this big scythe. And it like pulls it out, and it, like you hear this like squelching, crunching noise as it pulls it out. And Cosmo, this thing's coming right in down at your head. Uh, that first one is a 19 plus uh, 19 plus seven to hit. I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna roll for the second attack now. Uh, that's a six plus seven. That's not gonna do it. Um. Okay. So this has got a couple different bonuses to it here. Okay, so that's going to be, uh, so it's gonna be nine slashing damage and uh, nine psychic damage. So 18 total damage. And I need you to make a, uh, a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, cool. Really good. 27. Okay. Uh, you feel uh, a little bit of like very valid fear kind of kind of wash over you for like a second, but then you're able to kind of like stem it off uh, and stand strong and you are not frightened by this creature at this time. Uh, but this like this scythe, like it, it got you pretty good uh, and you can feel that there's like this wave of psychic energy that kind of like came out of it as it hits you. Uh, that's kind of like, I would just say it's like, it's fear made ener like made into energy essentially from this terrifying creature. Uh, okay. The other thing that I want to ask, I haven't, I have not had to do this, so I'm trying to remind myself. When I have to make a, a save to uphold a concentration spell, is that a constitution saving throw? Or is it different than my con? It's a, so if it's, you have to make a constitution save? A, a concentration check? Yeah, it's a con, it's a constant, yeah, it's a con save, constitution saving throw. Okay, and then what's that DC? The DC is 10 or half the damage, which is whichever is higher. 
10 or half the damage. So would it be from, well, half the damage was nine. So, so half the, excuse me, half the damage was nine. So it would be. Yep. So it'd be 10. Exactly. Okay. I'm in. Awesome. Uh, that brings us to, there's just a bunch of these in a row. Uh, the ship head that is, uh, over here against the wall is going to move towards Combs as well, kind of now surrounding Combs. It's going to get two attacks on him. Uh, that first one is going to hit. Uh, that second one is going to miss. And uh, Combs is going to take uh, 18 damage as that thing kind of hits him. Uh, it, it kind of like, as he's focusing on fending off his first ship head, the second one comes from behind and cuts him with that that electrified cutlass, uh, and it uh, you see Combs kind of take a big rent across his side uh, and kind of like stumbles a little bit as that thing gets him. Uh, and you see that lightning kind of course through him, and uh, he seems a little bit uh, uneasy on his feet as this thing does uh, deals 18 damage to him. Uh, we are going. It's going to bring us to the one that's in the pile here. That's going to kind of uh, also pile onto Cosmo, and it's going to roll a couple attacks on you, Cosmo. Uh, that first one's gonna miss. Uh, that second one's a nat one. Uh, I'm gonna say that the uh, I'm, I'm gonna say that it kind of like slips. Uh, no, you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna say the uh, I, I think that the the creature kind of like falls to the side um, as its leg kind of gives out from underneath this like uh, this resuscitated form. Uh, I think one of its legs just literally as it steps forward, the, like the pelvis just kind of like folds sideways and it falls to the ground. Uh, and I think that it, it is now prone. So I'm going to say that this one in front of you here is prone, Cosmo. Um, Rangrim, what are you going to do? Uh, Rangrim, <clears throat> still just, he's almost like angry at how fucking weird this is. <laughs> Who thought of this? What sort of sick, twisted individual thinks up it is kind of shit? versus ghosts and now this what's going on here i don't know i don't like it and and he just takes his hammer and just slams the hilt directly into the ground and casts spirit guardians at fourth level hell yes here they come all the family of rangrim the whole let's go the homies whole squad uh, give give me a description again of what some of these what the, what this looks like it's been a minute since we've had the uh the family of you know the Famgrim uh, in in the house. The Famgrim. A lot of them look pretty pretty similar to Rangrim. Uh, one notably that I can even say is his grandfather looks like him, except with like very long hair, and he also has an eye patch on the same eye as Rangrim. Very cool. Very cool. I have a I have a question, a lore question. If this is just all your dead family members, effectively. Mm hmm. Do we see regalia? Uh, no, you wouldn't. You don't. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Also, that doesn't really. It's it's all in Rangrim's mind. So it's whatever Splins, he just. Splins mildly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that 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 might be. I mean, I, that's up to. I think that's up to Rangrim. But I, yeah, that's that's totally up to Rangrim actually, because it's it's really just kind of like what he's choosing to summon. Well. I would say if she was dead, having her spirit protect him would be comforting. Right. 
but he, I don't know if he knows that or if or she, yeah or you don't want to you don't know for sure so maybe you don't want to believe that you don't want to put that out in the world that's fair good. um so what's what's the what's the range on that is it 15 feet um let me double check uh what's the radius Uh, it's a distance of 15 feet from me for the duration. Okay. okay. Um, I'm putting your aura on, and uh, you now have a purple smoke around Rangrim. That is anything within that range is in the ouchy zone. Yep. Is anything in it? Uh, I think so. Hold on. It looks really like faded to me. I know it is. Um, it, oh, and I'm and I'm sorry. I would have actually moved between Cosmo and Combs. Oh yeah, then then yeah, everything is in the zone. Is it on their turns that they need to make the save, or is it now? I believe. Uh, let me. So when I cast it, I designate blah 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 blah. Their speeds halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time or starts right. their turn there. So if they start their turn there or enter it on their turn, okay, it is on their turn. Okay, so 15 feet from you, so one, two, three, yeah, so one, two, three, uh, three of them are going to uh, make their saves right now, including most of the horse. Let's go. Uh, so what's the save they need to make? Uh, it's a wisdom save, no, no, yep, wisdom saving throw. Okay, uh, that is a bad roll for yeah, that's, that's a really bad roll for the one that's up there by that Combs is facing off against. Um, I'm just going to say, yeah, no, that one is just out of range, I think. Yeah, that, I don't know, 15 feet. No, that one's also in it. Yeah, all, all, all one, two, three, four of these, all of them are in this. So I'm going to say that one rolls really badly, uh, this top one right here. Uh, the one that just attacked Combs and, and was successful with that attack. Uh, yeah, they didn't make it. They rolled an eight. Um, the second one rolled a 12. I assume that one doesn't make it. No, the, the other same. one attacking combs? Nope, the save is a 17. Okay. Uh, the one attacking, uh, the shiphead that's attacking Cosmo uh, rolled a, in 20, a dirty 20. So it makes it. And then most of a horse rolled a 13. So it did not make it either. So the only one that saved is the one that's, uh, the shiphead that's attacking Cosmo. All the rest of them failed. So how much damage do they take? Uh, 48. The ones that succeeded take half. Okay. Wait, did I miss something? Don't they take it on their turn? It's when they enter for the first time. Yeah, so it's, no, no, I'm sorry. So you are, it is, you're both right. So it's if they start their turn there or the first time they enter it on their turn. Yeah, I think they have their turn to try to get out of it. It's but not with, like when the, if they when start their turn time. there, they're going to take it anyways. Yeah, it's they fine. They're not going to move. They're not going to move out of it. So I just won't roll on their turn. Smart. 26. 26. Okay, so the one in front of you, Cosmo, is the only one that the one that's prone currently is the only one that does that takes uh, 13. Uh, the rest of them take 26 damage. Uh, the one that combs was uh fighting looks or that you know attacked when it first came after him is looking kind of bad um but give me yeah give me some uh give me some flavor here dan what what does it look like when this thing just goes off 
So basically, it just like all my spiritual Rangram homies, just like in conjunction, just like circling me. And I imagine it's like one of them has a hammer, whale someone. The other one's got like maybe like some brass knuckle type contraption on and is just punching them. One of them's like hitting them with a bucket. And like another one has like a kitchen utensil. Like it's just all manner of things. Some of them look like seasoned fighters and other people look like they're just hitting them with the nearest spiritual object they could grab <laughs> i picture i picture like a, a grandma rangrim with like a doily like uh oh god what's the word what is the word what is the thing that you wear black apron? apron apron thank you yeah like a like a baking apron and she is like she's got the heaviest hit like she has a wooden spoon that just like is putting people down i love Actually, it grandma's the haymaker <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you just did some serious damage to all of these, uh, these creatures. Um, yeah, is there anything else you're doing on your turn? Uh, that'll be my turn. All right. John, didn't, John, didn't Combs get, uh, didn't he hold his attack? Uh, he, he already it. did that. Yeah, he used okay. it. Yeah, he used it when it attacked him for the first time. Um, this other, this other ship-headed figure is kind of wandering in the back here. It had literally a zero for its initiative because it had a negative and it rolled that bad. Um, so it rolled be below uh, Rangrim, and it kind of sees you, uh, like, like move over here, and it's going to try to find you. But it's going to have to do a pretty good investigation to try to actually uh, find you, and I don't think it's going to. Uh, no, it didn't. It rolled, like, a, a nine. Um, so it, it's just kind of wandering around over here looking for you, though. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be its turn. Uh, and that's going to bring us to the top of the order with Cosmo. Nice. Okay. Um, Cosmo got slashed by the most of a horse. And then the one tried to attack me, broke its hip, likewise, and uh, fell on its ass. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's, it's literally think of its, its pelvis kind of breaking off to the side and its leg just kind of goes sideways. Same, bro. Same. Yes. <laughs> you uh, just you just referenced yourself like <laughs> that's amazing that's uh, so good dude. <laughs> uh and uh and uh cosmo seeing this is going to take full advantage of that and just say missed your step there friend and he's just gonna smash on his head you can refer him to a good uh physician if you need to do know a guy <laughs> put it back together for you Right. Okay. So you have an advantage on any uh, on any attacks. Have advantage on attacks. Yeah, because it's prone. First one is a twenty-seven. Hit. Believe it or not, it's gonna hit. Second one is a thirty twenty. And the third one is a seventeen. Uh, yeah, all those hit. Okay. Terrific. That is going to be 32 damage things face. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it doesn't die, but that, um, I think that you bring this thing down and, uh, are you attacking, you're attacking the ship part then? Yeah. Like the oh yeah. Part? I am uh, taking full advantage of the opportunity and using the pointy side of my, uh, 
war pick and just shearing this thing deep into the side of its ship skull type okay. orifice. Um, yeah, so as you, um, as, you, as you smash this thing down and like kind of like cave in the side of this, this ship head that like now like this, this like kind of, I think it's like a slightly opaque like goo starts kind of like oozing out of it, which you've seen before. It's the same, it was, it was the inside of the same fruit that Rangram ate and it was, you've also like seen this liquefy when you like actually kill them fully, but it seems like that's what these creatures are filled with. Um, but mm. uh I think you all like get this, like the, the ship itself, like you hear like a, like kind of a dull, like roaring that's kind of coming from below you. And the, the entire like deck you're on starts to kind of like, kind of bow up and down a little bit. And you all kind of like, just for a flash of a second, you just feel this kind of like, you, you get this like slight vision in your head and you feel just like, a sense of like anger wash over all of you as you see like what's it's like darkness for like a second and then like you and this is just like think of it like a memory playing in the back of your mind so it's not something you're focusing on fully uh but you 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 this like you get darkness and then suddenly you see like um kind of like it becomes light and then you uh you just like suddenly feel like aware and then that's like that kind of washes through your mind quickly as this like anger feeling kind of rushes over you as well and the the you know the growling and the moving and all the things happen uh and then it kind of like subsides again and uh yeah everything kind of well goes back to about as normal as this weird gross floor of the ship has been <laughs> right yes this, uh what i would describe as like standing on a waterbed Made of something that's not water, for sure. Definitely. Yep. I goo. just hate this more and more. Standing on a waterbed, most of a horse, meat cannon, just <laughs> everything is terrible here. Everything is awful. Every, everything is awful. Everything is. Never mind. It's, it's pretty. It's you know what? Could be. Could be better. Could be better. Uh, Cosmo is is at the end of your turn. You got more. Um, that is the end of my turn. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, this thing seems pretty pretty wounded. Uh, it doesn't seem to be stoked to be uh, within your field of vision. Uh, Combs, uh, is, who is pretty heavily injured, is going to uh, start kind of like defensively attacking uh, the ship head that is in front of him, uh, trying to fend off. Uh, he's going to give one attack to each of them, trying to keep them at bay. Uh, he's going to land the attack on the on the first one, the one that he was originally attacking. And uh, he's going to hit the second one as well, the one that, you know, kind of heavily damaged him. Uh, and he's going to do a couple attacks. Uh, that's going to be nine damage on one uh, and eight damage on the other as he's trying to kind of like, he, he's not going to back up because he'll get attack for opportunity, but he's trying to like defensively, like put his put his focus on both of them so that he's, you know, hopefully can keep a better eye on both of them now and he's they're both engaged with him um but yeah so that is what is going to happen with them and that's going to bring us to glenn a uh, quick question about the map so right here is the stairs that we took down correct next to the ship uh, head that i'm 
that's directly uh no technically you took the other ones down um the ones that were uh the ones that were over by the pile of corpses okay um and then where the barrels are is where the hole on the deck above us was wasn't there a hole down to this level? Where was that? Yes, 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 yes. So they they line up all of the all of the holes in the ship. So like this grating right here, this like is there's a there's a grate above you as well that looks exactly the same. Oh, that's to the right, the grate on the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no like hole through the deck, um, but there's like there's like a, a pan, like a grating that you could see through, and it like ironically like you can see. What looks like water that is like through that that grating above you. Um, okay, gotcha. but there is okay, a so hole, the hole that... in the floor right next to you. Like there is a big yeah, hole in the floor that goes down to a lower level. That okay. as thought, you're looking I at it, Cosmo... you're seeing you're seeing the edges of the wood planks kind of like moving. <laughs> I hate the ship so much. Uh, I thought you said previously Cosmo when he was on the the deck above, he there was a hole going down. Is that not correct? Or was that just the grate? I might he was totally seeing. He was seeing that. through the grate. Uh, Got it. Above. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think. Okay. Uh, so. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. Keep going. It's not relevant. I was gonna say. I, I think once Glenn realizes that 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 ship head near him is kind of lurking, looking for him, although poorly, <laughs> Glenn's gonna pop up and go, "Found me!" And I'm just gonna loose an arrow directly into his forehead. Amazing. Um, uh, yeah, you get a, a definitely get the surprise on him, uh, the jump on him. So I'm gonna give you advantage. Awesome. I will take that sneak attack. Um, I literally have a dog chewing on my hand right now, a puppy. <laughs> um, I get a wow. I did not roll well, but I still got a twenty to hit. Does that hit? Sweet. Yeah. So the air render is gonna loose. Uh, 13, nope, 12, and then sneak attack. So 12 plus D&D Beyond hides like all this stuff. Give me my sneak attack. It does hide everything. 12 plus. Oh, now I can't even see the dice in the bottom corner. <laughs> this 13. 13 was your there we go. Thank you. damage. Uh, 25 damage to this thing's face, um, like directly okay. in front of me. Okay. Does it look bloodied, hurt, or what's its? Uh, it looks gooey. Uh, it looks gooier. Um, it it it's definitely uh, it's definitely like not. Um, it, it's definitely injured, but it's not. Uh, it's not been like bloodied territory yet, quote unquote. Okay. Then I'm gonna As... take my. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go uh, go for it. Whatever you were gonna do. I was saying I'm gonna take my thirty feet of movement and try to just vault these two meat cannons. I'm gonna kind of like run across them. And then I'm going to try to bonus action hide on this side if I get across them. Okay. Um, yeah. So as I'll, what I'll say is then as you are, um, I say you just slightly dodge something. Actually, roll me a dexterity saving throw, which I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna just do completely well. Uh, dexterity saving throw. French. <laughs> I rolled a nat twenty. Hey, so there you total go. Total of twenty nine. I'm sorry to steal that nat 20 from you, um, but I'm glad that you ruled well. Probably, so, probably a good time to get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, better than a one. Uh, you you jump, you feel this wave wash over you like the anger before. You feel just like an oppressive sadness that 
as you like are attacking this creature. Um, and you, you get like a washing your, your head of like, uh, just like you, you, you're like, um, you, you get this weird vision and feel of like, it probably is extremely disturbing, but it's like this, uh, this, this elation of like a first, like of seeing this, like, like tuna or some sort of fish in front of you, like within your like vision, that's kind of blurred. You, you almost like see yourself doing it and feel yourself and taste it taking a bite of this fish and the elation that kind of like goes along with that uh that this vision kind of washes over you but then that sadness that purveying sadness kind of washes over that and as you jump kind of vault over this cannon the cannon kind of like shoots that one that was pointing at you before shoots a like uh, cannonball straight out uh, of it and like kind of skips across the inside of the ship. And as it does so, you see the inside of the ship kind of like bow and bend around it, almost like it's running down like a marble track uh, as the, uh, the the sides of the ship kind of like concave to fit this cannonball that like runs and, and kind of like falls to the ground back of the ship. But it would have hit you otherwise as you kind of dive over these cannons. That's wild. And then I'm gonna bonus action hide. Uh, okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, yeah, so this thing did not see you get over there again. I rolled a 31 for my stealth. Yeah, so you are you disappear again behind this uh, this meat cannon. All right, uh, so that's gonna bring us to the ship head that is in front of Combs. Uh, that's attacking Combs. Gonna roll uh, roll for it here. Um, that shit. It rolled a it rolled a 19. On combs, oh, fuck it. Second was a nineteen too. Um, this is not good for combs, y'all. Uh, nope, it's not. Um, okay, so it's gonna make it's gonna make two attacks on combs, both of which I'm are not gonna be good attacks at all. <clears throat> uh, that's twenty damage on combs as uh he he basically just like this thing kind of comes at him with that dagger and as he's trying to focus on uh fending off the, the ship head to his right, uh, he catches a dagger just right in his side that just like fills him with electricity. Uh, and you see Combs go down to a, like a knee uh, for like a second and he is not doing very good at all um, as he takes both these attacks. And he just kind of like, you hear him grunt goes, uh, boys, I, I don't, and he just kind of like, you, you hear just like blood hit the ground. Um, and that is going to bring us to most of a horse, which is on Cosmo. And it's gonna do some. It's gonna do some sight. Some sight work. Bring it to me. So Cosmo, this this thing like wielding this, this like half a person with one arm on this horse's back, wielding this uh, this scythe. Your HP is at like five hundred right now, or is it six hundred at this uh, point? Five hundred right now. I I took a hit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you tripped earlier. You stubbed your toe. <laughs> um. Well, I rolled pretty bad for that first one, so you're you're looking good so far. Okay, so you take uh, five slashing damage and thirteen psychic damage, terrifying horse damage. Eighteen, uh, and, eighteen more points. <laughs> that yeah, and then uh, it does an extra. Uh, it does an well, yeah. So sorry, we need to do some some real ass math here. So um, it was thirteen plus so eighteen, and then double that because that was. No, I'm 36. Yeah, 36. No, but that's, you, hold on, a, I'm sorry. Don't you I, only I'm, crit double the- It's only, it's only double the dice. So yeah, sorry. So that's that's two plus four, six. Uh, and then 
the other one doesn't add anything to it. So that's still, that's still uh, 13 uh, doubled. Uh, so that's 19, uh, the, uh, 26 plus 9, 30. Uh, uh, I'm so lost. So you just yeah, give me the number. 35, uh, sorry, uh, 35. And then I need to roll an extra when it crits. It does an extra D10 that also then gets doubled. Oh. Uh, it rolled a 10 that's for nice. that. So that's an extra 20 damage. That's 50, uh, 54 damage. And I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Is that our is that our highest bad guy? That's, that's definitely. I think that might be our highest NPC damage. I, yeah, I don't know if I took how much I would have taken from uh, Peril, but he was the only other heavy hitter that or the Hydra maybe. Uh, okay. Yeah, Peril uh, did some big boy attacks. What was the save on it? Wisdom. Uh, I need a wis wisdom saving throw from you. That is a eighteen. Yep, you safe. You are not. Uh, you are not afraid, uh, though you should be because you just took fifty-five damage uh, from this thing. Um, I do not want to tell you what happens if this thing reduces you to zero hit points. Don't let it happen. Um. Okay, so I have a question now. So I have a concentration spell active. Okay. okay. Oh, that big fail. I mean, actually, half to half of fifty-three, so twenty-six. Do you even have, have a plus column? six to your constitution saves? I have a plus eight Saving to my constitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could, could, you you could, could make it. it. Let's go. Oh, all right. <laughs> What's your concentration spell? that's active. Haste. Oh, you still have haste going? Holy crap! Yeah. Have you been taking your extra basic attack? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I basically, it's 26 that I have to make. All right. So I have to basically roll an 18 or above. I'm waiting for anyone to give you advantage on this roll. <laughs> I, still, I, got, I don't know if I really care that much. No, nah, well, yeah. I might have my lucky amulet if I, but it's an extra attack, so I don't make it. The 14, so 24. All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, haste, uh, haste drops. And so, uh, the only problem, well, so when haste ends, though, do we know whether or not he he has that thing yeah. where he's tired for a turn? He can't move yeah. for a turn. Pretty sure he takes like a point of exhaustion. Yep. The hasted creature gets a negative effect when haste is lost. Um, what is it? Move or take actions until after your turn. Yeah. So you, you lose your turn. next turn completely. Last, last little itty bitty paragraph on it. Yeah, I can't move or take actions. Can I use my bonus action? I think no, that's you, still uh, an action. Or I don't know. Just it says actions, so I guess I'll say move or take actions. Oh yeah, it's probably no bonus actions then. Can't right, move or take, take actions. Otherwise, it would say take an action. I think it's saying actions just across the board. This okay. is like Yu-Gi-Oh speak. It's like trying to find loopholes in it. Well, I mean, considering how strong of a spell it is, it makes sense that you. Yeah. Just retired for a little bit. Uh, it's all good. Cosmo, I, I think you feel a wave of exhaustion just wash over you as you just take this like this this massive psychic damage and like get this cut from this scythe. Um, and like though you're able to stem off the uh, the 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 fear, the frightening uh, like spell, uh, you feel this just like wave of exhaustion wash over you as this uh, psychic energy hits you. Okay. Uh, fun, guys. Are we having fun? We having fun here? This is fun. 
It's a good time. I'm going to die in this awful shit. <laughs> uh, Cosmo, how you doing? Are you bloody? Oh, yeah, that bloody. Okay. Uh, well, good. There's a couple ship heads uh, going next. Um, the other one that's next to Cosmo or that's next to Combs is going to be taking its attack as well. Y'all, I'm not feeling good for Combs. And um, clear, all of these ones, we already did roll the damage. These are the four that we rolled the damage for for the yes. spirit guardians beforehand. Okay. Yeah, and so. they haven't moved into it uh, since. So they'll be taking on their next turn, yeah. essentially. We, we just kind of did it at the start. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i just yeah i thought i mean we could we can change it up in the future but i thought it was more dramatic to just like roll all that damage at the beginning that it killed yeah, totally them it. um so the second attack hits combs uh it's gonna roll its it's gonna roll its uh attack and a branch just gave you disadvantage disadvantage on, on the attack. attack okay uh, i'm gonna oh, roll again mvp uh it I only rolled a seven that time. So it uh, it goes to attack again and it completely misses that attack on on Combs, who kind of like I think it swung down at him while he like dropped to a knee. Uh, and so he kind of just gets the the his cutlass up in time as he's kind of like shakily pulling himself up, but it gives him just enough time to get to his feet uh, after this thing attacks him. Uh, it's gonna bring us to the ship head that's in front of uh, Cosmo and Rangrim. Uh, Cosmo, this thing's going to uh, go for well, this is the one that's on the ground, so it's gonna have disadvantage it can't pull itself up because it only has one leg so um it's uh it can't it can't pull itself up so it's going to attack you with disadvantage from the ground cosmo okay uh that one i yeah that that one's bad that's a that, so one of them was an 18 one of them was a five uh that's one of them's a 19 let's see what the other one is uh seven a four uh no does not do it uh, it would have been a 19 plus something, so it would have probably gotten through, but that, uh, it, it's like, I think that it's dropped its weapon at this point, and it's just like attack, it's like pulling it at your legs, Cosmo, from the <laughs> ground. It's probably very disturbing and creepy, but it's it's not very effective. Rangrim, it's your turn. All right, Rangrim, seeing all this awful stuff that's happening and seeing Cosmo get, like, absolutely massacred by most of a horse. Uh, Rangrim is going to, with his hand that's bound behind his shield, put his hand on Cosmo's shoulder and cast Cure Wounds at third level. Hell yeah. So Cosmo, my friend. <laughs> that was awesome. 23, no, sorry, 28. I was almost the like that's almost the max. Damn. Big heels. Big, big heels big, coming big, in. Big, big heels. move. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, that's my turn. Yep. Yep. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. You just busted off. What did you say to him when he healed you? Or when you healed him? Cosmo, you can't you can't go down. This place is gross. And I'm probably gonna need your help. You can't leave me here with Glenn and this weird boat creature. I like the context that Rangrim just really doesn't want Cosmo to fall to the ground and touch the floor because it's that gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are you doing? You're taking a knee. Hurry up, get up. <laughs> oh, you put it's your gross knee down there. I love it. <laughs> I also like that Glenn is on the same level as these gross monsters in Rangrim's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me with these monsters and Glenn. <laughs> um. Amazing. Okay, so this uh, this shiphead is going to continue. This is the one that was kind of back here wandering around, just kind of like doddering around looking for Glenn. Uh, it's going to do another uh, investigation uh, and 
just completely. I guess if it, it give it, it question, if it has two attacks, would it get two investigation checks? I would say no, because like for you to use both attacks, you have to use your whole action to attack. I think, I think you're right. You're yeah, completely right. So yeah, it would it would be a seven. Then. So I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna find you. It's gonna come wandering over here though, uh, and as it wanders over this direction, um, it's it already used. Its, I'm gonna say it already used its action uh, to search, but it's you see it, uh, Glenn. You see it kind of turn its its attention over to uh, what looks like uh, a very unaware Cosmo and uh, Ranger as it kind of starts walking over that direction. Uh, it does enter into the angry zone though, as it does so. Uh, and uh, yeah, Rangram rolling some damage on this uh, this new guy that's entered the fray. Yep. Do they have to make a save every time they start their turn in the zone? Every time they start their yep. turn in it and every time they enter it. Yep. Okay. So, we... so next time around, this time coming around, all of them are gonna make that save again and it's gonna get taken to Dunktown. I'm still not even sure where the circle is, so I was like, "Is the horse in it?" I don't. The horse is definitely in it. the The front of the horse is definitely in it, and we're counting it all as one creature because it's all fused at this time. At this point, right? Everything's in it at this point. Every every monster's in it. And uh, was that was uh twenty one? No, oh, sorry, twenty six damage. I already forget. There's a plus five. Uh, twenty six damage. Okay. Uh, this thing comes walking in and just gets uh, a beat down. Uh, by Grandma's spoon as they kind of walk That's for sure, in. Grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grandma just bah! yeah, like slaps him over the head uh, as it kind of walks in and kind of uh, takes it by surprise, and then I assume phases back out again or whatever these spiritual guardians do as they like kind of hang around, just just kind of uh, Mulan's ancestors around Rangram at all times. Yeah, it says they just kind of flit around me in a circle, so they're just just floating around the room, just waiting to mash on something. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, so this one now has taken some damage. That's, that's a shit ton of damage. Okay. Uh, Cosmo, uh, it is your turn. Freshly healed Cosmo. Up to bat. Uh, but I get nothing from my haste, right? You get nothing, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm sorry to kind of like give you the, the bait and switch there. Yeah, you get nothing. Uh, <laughs> you're just really, you're sleepy. You're very sleepy. Um, do you want to say anything on your turn? I'll give you that. I got nothing. You, you see, you see the, uh, comical, like, Pokemon, uh, Z's going above, uh, Cosmo's head as he's, uh, taking a, uh, just a, a six second nap, uh, in the middle of this combat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Combs. So we're going to, uh, Combs, who is, uh, is still kind of defending himself here is going to make a couple of desperate attacks on these, uh, these ship headed creatures. Uh, first one's not going to hit, uh, nor is the second one. Uh, both those attacks miss as Combs is kind of like pulling himself shakily up from his, uh, from his, uh, you know, from the knee, uh, and is unable to uh, make any attacks. Actually, make contact, and uh, he's he's not looking good. Uh, Glenn, it's your turn. Uh, which of the two that are next to me between the the horse guy and the one that just got beat up by grandma who, who's looking the most hurt uh horse guy's only taking one attack of damage at this point uh, aside from uh, aside from the uh the spiritual guardians uh he's he's only taken a 118 damage hit 
got it. Well, he also had the shot that I took at him, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that the eight, yeah, the eight damage. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well then, Glenn's gonna just try to reduce <laughs> the number of attacks against his friend. So, Glenn's gonna come out of hiding and just take a couple steps. And actually, no, he's gonna stick with the foe. He doesn't want to get anywhere near this sh shenanigans. He's gonna shoot this guy right in the side of the head. Um, he's just okay. gonna like quietly. He's gonna quietly whisper before he does. He goes, hey, over here, and she goes, looses it right into his like the I don't know the side of the ship. Okay, yeah, I, I'll give you an advantage on the attack as well. Hell yeah, you will. Um, these don't roll as fast when I have to let the image load. Uh, 28 to hit. I think that's going to hit. Uh, yeah, it's going to hit. And then, the again, low roll on that. Uh, nine damage off the shot and then sneak attack damage is an extra where's my numbers uh 21 damage total okay uh yeah so uh this thing is it's it's it it's definitely bloody uh as you kind of like wedge this arrow through the side of the ship as, as you kind of call its attention and it turns around to look at you uh, and sees you, and then you just like loose this arrow right through the side of its head. Uh, it's bloodied uh, and not looking super good as this clear, opaque goo kind of uh, pours out of the side. And then with the rest of my turn, I'm going to actually go right by it, and I'm going to mm -hmm. stand over here. I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage so it doesn't get an opportunity to attack, but I'm going to stand pretty close to it hoping it chooses to attack me and not my friend okay so you're not you're not hiding again you're just disengaging no i'm i wanted his attention got his attention and now i'm trying to run the okay. other way yeah i think you Hopefully just i think you just get you stay out of range of it and you you vault over the table and uh kind of like slide across the floor over there and uh, give it the old uh, like kind of come on kind of thing <laughs> yeah i just flip uh, him off yeah, it just turns it just turns its head around and, and kind of like you hear like the what it's like it does that like same kind of scree, but you also hear like this kind of strange like the creaking of a boat noise, but it's like a more higher pitch because it's a smaller ship. It's very strange. Um, and as you do that, uh, you as you make that attack and kind of run past the 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 floor below you is kind of like doing that like waving and kind of like moving again. Uh, and you like feel that rumbling from below and you start to see the flooring itself is starting to like kind of you're seeing gaps in it like it's almost like widening out as if it's like opening up and then it kind of is coming back together but like between the boards and the floor is starting to like open up and you can see just like wet water and darkness beneath you um, as, as you're running you're kind of like it's not trying not to step on a crack and break your mother's back and all that uh, as as you're running um, but you also get another, uh, you also kind of get another strange vision. Um, you, you just see like this, uh, you just, you get more of this, like, this kind of like feeling of elation as like this, this feeling of like anger and sadness is again washing over you. But you get this like memory that has this like elation of it, like, it's it's just wanting, like, it, you get this feeling of like wanting to become more, wanting to get bigger. And you you get like a, a couple like things of like it eating like a shark and like biting into like these bigger things. And then you see like as it's like you, you kind of get these memories of it like 
of some, like looking up and you see something like very large um, kind of up uh, up towards like the like the surface and you now realize you're like underwater and you see like some sort of large shadow uh, that is kind of above you, uh, kind of silhouetted against the sunlight above. And then uh, the vision fades and the floor kind of stops moving underneath your feet and uh, you are kind of standing there back, uh, waiting for the ship head to come over to you and notice you. And you all are getting this, by the way. It's washing over all of you as it does. I hate the ship so much. I don't know if I said that yet. <laughs> um, okay, so the ship head in front of Combs, it's going to make it save as it's its turn. Uh, that is a 13 plus it's a 14 to save it's a 17 you said was the save uh okay so this one is going to take uh, the damage i'll roll some damage for me some homie damage nine seven sixteen twenty one damage how does it die um you see the grandma rangrim just come around the corner and then this time she put down her wooden baking spoon. And if this is like a, it's like a pizza paddle, like a, like a baking paddle, like for like bread and just comes around the corner and just annihilates it. Just splats its head. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I think that, yeah, you, you smack, you like the ship comes completely like, just like splats apart and like you see the pieces of it kind of like get torn out of this corpse like it's still tendrils that were anchoring it in kind of like it just the pieces of it just kind of go splatting against and splattering against the floor uh and then the corpse just falls to the side uh and just is no more uh and just rejoins the pile of uh of dead bodies <laughs> rejoins the pile oh god everything about this is terrible um, I accidentally just made most of the horse disappear. That's terrible. There it is. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to bring us to uh, most of a horse that's uh, kind of staring down at you, Cosmo, and is going to do uh, something fun. So as you're kind of like recouping from your attack here, uh, this thing is going to do a, it's going to move it, over. What's up? Does it have to make it save for the? Yes, it does. It does need to make it safe. Uh, that is a 15 plus 2, 17. So that meets. So it does not take its damage. It's going to take half damage. Mm -hmm. uh, 12. 21, 27. So 13? Uh, 14. We'll round Four. that up. 14 damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, this thing is absolutely, it's in bloody territory. Um, and as you kind of like, uh, as it starts getting beat down, you see it rear up and it is going to run and move over both uh, Cosmo and Rangram. And you both are going to take some, some damage uh, as it moves across you. Would I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, so it actually, uh, so uh, it neither it uh so it does not take uh tax of opportunity for moving oh out of an enemy's range so moving into your range so it, it says that it doesn't yeah it doesn't provoke a tax of opportunity for moving out of an enemy's range does that yeah, mean that's, would, that's when you that's when you would provoke them is moving out of their okay. range so. 
Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, because of it, yeah, it, so it doesn't, it, it doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity, um, but it is going to roll, uh, roll some attacks on both the Cosmo and Rangrim here. Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, that is a 13 plus six on Cosmo. So 19. No. Okay. Uh, oh, and you're baned also. And That's true. Baned. Okay. Yeah, so that that absolutely wouldn't have hit. Uh, and then I rolled a 17 plus 6 uh, minus 1, so 12 for Bane. Uh, so that neither of those are going to uh, damage uh, Cosmo or uh, Rangrim with the uh, their their attacks. You know what? I'm also going to give an attack on Combs because it looks like it would have hit him as well as it kind of ran across. What did this poor uh, captain do to you, John? I know. I'm so sorry. Killing my own my own people. Uh, that is, uh, yes, unfortunately that is going to hit Combs and I think that might be it for our captain. Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, this, this horse, like uh, as Combs is kind of like, uh, very excited about the fact that the one in front of him just got smashed. He's not focusing on the horse that stamp that basically stampedes him from the side, and you see Combs just get run down by most of a horse uh, as it kind of runs and canters actually up on top of this this table uh, and kind of past it and kind of turns around with a skid that has like this kind of crunching of of dried bone and flesh as it. Uh, as it kind of turns around to make another pass, uh, but obviously it can't because it's not its turn. Uh, but Combs is uh, unconscious and is currently dying. So, uh, so that is going to <laughs> yeah, well, bring us to the ship head in front, of, in front of Combs, uh, who is going to lose interest in Combs. Uh, it's just not seeing it move anymore, just assuming it's dead, and uh, is going to move over Rangrim. Ancestor damage. Oh, and takes ancestor damage. Uh, that is a 10 plus 1. 11. No save. Grandma, uh, grandma coming through with the sink. Come on. <laughs> 8, 10, 18, 23. Okay. Uh, yeah. How does it die? <laughs> <clears throat> so another one of Rangrim's ancestors. This one, also a woman. But we're going to call this one Auntie. Auntie, floating by, takes off what appears to be like a prosthetic peg leg and just pummels him to death with it. Okay. All right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So this thing, like, it's it's moving up towards you, Rangrim, and then you're just, your spectral family just kind of swarms around it and just beats it into utter submission as it kind of just like gets lower and lower and lower to the ground. And then it like, I think by the time they leave it, it is li literally just a pile of like goo and dried bones and skin. Love it. Forgot how much I enjoy this spell. <laughs> it's a very good spell. I don't think you've done it since, uh, since the Ebon Depths maybe. Yeah, I don't think so either. Always it's been a long time. Okay, uh, the ship head in front of Cosmo is going to start its turn as well, and it's going to take that uh, that that attack, or it's you know potentially take that damage from the spectral homies, and it definitely does because it rolled a nine. Let's go. Everything is getting got by my whole family tree. Where did my other D eight go? 
Did you say it was my turn? No, it's oh, okay. uh, yeah, it's 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 another one that's gonna get <laughs> get got. I think. Oh, that's fine. Sorry, I th I heard my name. That's twenty. Uh, how does it die? Let's go, dude. Uh, now you see Rangram's grandfather come through. The it looks a lot like Rangram. Same eye patch, everything, except he actually has like long, long like dwarf hair. But it's in like a like a ponytail, like a like a weird underdark David Carradine. And he just hits him across the face with a Warhammer, very, very, very similar to Rangram's original one. It just looks like a large Smith's hammer. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this thing, like, I think that it just like it, it just like is it barely moves forward before the family that just like beat the other one in like into just utter pulp it just kind of descends on this one as well and just just totally demolishes it and uh as that happens you all the floor just like the roar that comes up from down below is like it is just like it, you can feel it shaking but you realize that like what is shaking is not the like the ship itself is moving but like the warrior hearing is in your head and it's very strange because it doesn't sound like a roar of like a creature it sounds like very strangely familiar to you uh everyone roll me uh roll me arcana checks 11 I rolled an 18 plus three, so a 21. Go. Hey. Thank you, DD. Roll rolls. Lead the way there, Glenyaris. <laughs> uh so uh uh yeah, uh Dan, Bobby, you both uh you both the, the strangest sensation. Uh it sounds like you your own voice in your it's like your internal voice in your head almost it's is making this like roaring noise. It sounds like you roaring it's very strange glenn you remember in reading your books that uh that mimics have the ability to mimic voices um mm. and like and because and like and also the powerful the strong ones have been known to have psychic abilities as well uh and as this happens and as you're thinking about this glenn the world kind of comes apart a little bit uh the the with the roaring and the shaking uh more uh, like just this feeling of the anger and sadness and like just like regret is like washing over you all as the floor itself is starting to come apart the boards are pulling apart in like and widening uh and the around where all of you are at uh i need you all to make me uh dexterity saving throws with disadvantage rip uh, you guys do all get my for you so far uh dan you get plus four to your save good news glenn's got a plus nine so my 24 is the lowest that i rolled <laughs> all right i rolled above 10 i was feeling okay <laughs> all right so disadvantage dex save Ooh, i rolled the same number twice so uh 21 nice Nice, nice. Those are both a lot better than my 10. <laughs> okay, um, so Cosmo, Glenn, uh, you both uh, you both watch as uh, you all get this 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 like vision that washes over you that is of uh, 
swimming up towards the uh, like this feeling of excitement and curiosity as you're swimming up toward like this and you could feel like your large body around you as you're swimming up towards this this thing at the top of uh like like that's kind of silhouetted by the water this large form and you get there and you realize that you as a person would recognize this as the bottom of a ship a very very large ship um but the being in the memory does not know what it is and then you just get the sense of the feeling of increasing and increasing hunger as it's moving closer and closer to the bottom of the ship. And as that happens, the floor opens up beneath you all. Cosmo, you are able to uh, hold, like kind of balance yourself on one plank as the floor like literally opens beneath you. Uh, Glenn, you're able to like stand. I think probably you're standing on this table that keeps you from uh, from falling down below. Uh, Rangrim, uh, you just like the floor just opens and like the whole floor around you just opens and you and, Co and Combs are completely swallowed by it. Uh, you watch as the, most of a horse is charging towards you and it just like just falls through the hole as well. Uh, as well as the other ship head that is behind you, Cosmos, is kind of running towards you. Um, and you all fall. Uh, and I, we're gonna get, a, things are gonna get a little bit funky with the camera here because uh, we're gonna be pulling a couple characters over there. Uh, but Cosmo, I'm gonna say that you, if you wanna bring the, the camera over to the other side, uh, feel completely free to, because I think you'd be able to see down through the holes in the floor. Hmm. Makes sense. Okay. All right. So Glenn and I stay up top. So it was like it was like the boards opened, and the boards literally in, right? like opened, like like literally the boards kind of opened in a big kind of like hole, like they pulled apart sideways to just like open the floor beneath everyone. Uh, they kind of like literally like not like they kind of folded up or anything like that. They literally just like parted and then pulled apart uh, to drop you all down to the or try to drop you all down to the lower level. Um, and as that happens, uh, Rangram, you fall into like deep water, three feet of water, and you just fall into this into this lower uh, like lower hull, and you you hit the water, and then you kind of hit the floor a little bit as you're falling. Uh, I'm not gonna have you take any damage, uh, but you're just kind of like engulfed in this like strangely warm seawater that just is kind of like well way more viscous than it should be. And uh, you hear a lot of things hit the water with you and you're just like underwater submerged for a second. Uh, and then you are just mostly in darkness uh, in this room that is just like, uh, you're surrounded slightly within your vision. You can see like what looks like coral and the kind of like ribs of the inside of a ship, but everything around you is kind of undulating and moving and it is like stiflingly warm down here and you can just hear what sounds like something very large breathing uh and that is kind of what's going on currently i will say that we are out of combat for the time being um as both of these uh cosmo and glenn you look down uh, and you see both of these uh these ship heads kind of hit the water next to it you see most of the horse and the other one hit the water and as they do so uh you see the kind of boats kind of like come back up to the surface and like kind of pull outside of the heads of these uh, of these creatures that they were kind of like inside of and they all kind of zoom uh back behind to the left here whereas you're following them you see there is a monstrous clamshell that is currently closed and uh they kind of zoom back behind it into this like pile of debris and barrels and and uh crates that are back there uh but 
basically you're just you're most most of a horse is still there but it's no longer being piloted and nor is the uh, body of the other uh crewmate but combs is uh face down in the water currently okay <clears throat> um and is he still is he in death saves or is he like dead I think uh, I think he would still be in death saves. I don't think that he's died, died yet. Okay, so I would like just yank him up by the back of his head, like, Captain, Captain, and I'd you know give him one of these little slappy slap as well as a medicine check to try and stabilize him. Okay, uh, yeah, roll it. Jeez, that's a big old twenty-eight to stabilize him. Uh, I think that you, uh, I think the Combs, uh, no stranger to a hard life on the sea. I think a good slapping around, uh, bring is able to bring him kind of, uh, back to it, but you can see the water around him is just like, it's, he's, he's still bleeding pretty, pretty profusely, but he kind of get a, uh, what the, I can't even see what's going on down here. Um, yeah, Captain, I know we just kind of, uh, I helped you out there, but I gotta be honest with you, it's not looking really good for us. Um, and then you'd shout up, like, are you guys still still up there? Can you see me? Yeah, we got you. I can see you. And I wave my dwarf hand over the edge. Um, uh, the captain doesn't look very good. I think maybe we should probably get him out of whatever I'm inside of right now. As you all are talking, something happens. You, things start to, like, you see it start slowly at first, and then it kind of starts to gain uh, speed and uh, as it quickly changes. You see the coral and the other planted, like, things around you start to kind of slightly glow, and then they kind of start getting brighter and brighter and then as you look to the left, Rangrim, you see that clamshell begin to open and these like little uh, holes that are in this kind of like, what looks like some sort of coral that's kind of encrusted into the sidewalls. It's almost like these glowing worms start crawling out of it and things get really weird really quickly as the this clamshell opens, exposing what looks like a monstrous glowing brain. Uh, and these kind of tentacles come crawling out of the sidewall and the ground itself and the water illuminates with some sort of like luminescent uh, properties. Uh, and everything seems to get really bad really quickly. And you all hear in your own heads in a voice that sounds eerily like your own, just says, Enemy? No, obviously friend. You guys really need to get the hell out of there. And I'm gonna, like <laughs> rifle around for like rope that I have in my like in my bag, and I'm gonna throw the high side end to Cosmo, and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna drop the other ends down to them. Uh, okay. Um, as you're doing reaction, this, but that's what he's yeah. Yeah, as you're doing this, the uh, the tentacles like are I kind of like moving towards the direction of that rope, and you just hear that voice again say, "Hurts, children." As this is happening, Cosmo's gonna kind of come around to that far side 
Is it like split all the way open? Would I have to jump across or can I come around to help? Because Glenn and I are on separate sides. Yeah, uh, I'll say that you and you and Glenn are pretty close to each other. I'll say like, think about the, literally think about the center of the ship opened up into like a big kind of like, um, like kind of big crevice that's probably um, like 10, 15 feet uh, wide and then like long. It's like the entire, like most of the, like I would say that there's probably like a, let's just say 20, 20 by 20 circle opened up in the middle ship, like uh, in like in this, uh, in this area right here. Okay. All right. Basically, I'm just wanting to know if I can come around and be on. I don't know where. He was behind you, so he's he can be on the same side as you. You're right next to him. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um. All right. Then yeah, I guess I'm helping him with the rope and. Yeah, we gotta get out of here. This this thing is uh in my head already. I imagine it's in yours. Yeah, I've, uh, I've read about these mimics, and when they get real big, they get real nasty. We should just uh, get the hell out of here. We can nuke it on our way out. It's, I it's... hope I didn't hear that. Rangram's shouting up to Glenn. I told you it was overkill to kill that little one for no reason. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> is, is the ship a lost cause? This ship was supposed to be a... Poking back into the the West Reach. I don't think this is a ship. Well, you think it? If it's a mimic, it mimicked the real one. Do you think? Think it's still out there? I think what we were seeing. I think we saw it take care of that situation. I don't know if you guys get those flashes across your eyes, but I think as as this thing grew. Its appetite grew, and eventually, the swallows was swallowed. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. Well, let's get these guys out of there, and uh, we're, we'll head for the hills. Grab, uh, grab the captain on the way out. Um, Rangrim, uh, I need you to make me a uh saving throw. Let's see what it is. Hopefully a good one for me. Uh, I need you to make me a it's a dexterity saving throw. Not a good one. Sorry. Six. Uh the the tendrils uh start reaching around you uh around your leg rangram underneath the water and it grabs it starts grabbing uh you and you can see it grabbing combs as well who's kind of just barely uh barely kind of there uh and you both start getting dragged toward the open uh brain over here and it just you hear again in your head just says hurts bad this is um, not does it get attacked by my spirit guardians. Do you want it to get attacked by your spirit guardians? That's that's the question, I think, is that is important. Well, that is a, the most ominous question from a DM. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. Do we... I, uh, well... Actually, technically, when you cast Spirit Guardians, you have to like designate 
whether or not something is like a friend or a foe. <clears throat> Which that's so how I'll... our boy boy died in the mines there because started attacking us. That's true. Um, I will say that uh, I will give you this, Rangram. You, you, you. I'll let you choose. If you want the spirit guardians to start attacking this thing, totally, totally can. If you don't want them to, you don't have to have to have them. But I'll give you that option, and that's all, that's that's totally up to you. I'm gonna say no, and as I'm, the tentacles are wrapped around me, I'm like, oh, you guys want to do something? Like anything would be great at the moment. Well, now, could you just do something? Yeah, grab the rope. Uh, There's a rope right next to you, both. Yeah, uh, roll. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you would have the rope. Um, so, are you pulling him up, or is he pulling to try to like strength? I guess it would be a strength check against these tentacles. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be me though. I, I handed the other side of the rope to the strong who's up here with me. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I guess uh, I guess roll me. Um, Roll me a strength check, Rangram, and then Cosmo, I need a strength check from you as well for pulling. So Rangram, it's for you to hold on while you're pulling against the tentacles, and, and uh, Cosmo, it's for you to actually be able to lift Rangram. Okay. Do we have, do we have Combs? No, no. Combs is Combs isn't able to hold on. He's like he's stabilized, okay. but I didn't he's know like, if Rangram had him. I, if Rangram wants Rangram, to grab onto him, can Rangram, can. Luke, and Leia, they can Luke and Leia out. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, roll me that strength check. Okay, cool. Caught. Uh, Wait, can I get one action in real quick? <laughs> sure. Can I? Can I cast? Sorry. You're good. Um, He's just being a borky boy. Can I cast enlarge on Cosmo so he has advantage on strength? <laughs> oh my god! Absolutely, you can. Oh. Uh... Thank goodness. <laughs> That's no puppy. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so I have advantage. For what it's worth, it's it's a, a 90 pound lab that's only 10 months old. Yes. <laughs> yes, Nat 20. Let's oh, go. there it is. So strength check, athletics check, whatever, not 20, it's a 28. I rolled okay. a um, 15. It was not bad. Wasn't bad. Um, Rangram, I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to give you a hard choice here. Um, you can either choose to go by yourself and make it with that 15 or, or roll again uh, and take the lower of the two. Uh, and to try to take Combs with you. Uh, you can feel Combs slipping, basically. And you're, you're like, you're not sure that you're going to be able to get him out. Uh, basically, I'm saying that like, if you, to, uh, you can choose to go by yourself mm -hmm. and succeed now, or you can take disadvantage on it and try to get Combs out and see if you roll better, basically. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Rangrim's gonna be like, oh, um, guys, oh, if this doesn't work, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. I don't even really like this guy, and I'm gonna cast enlarge on myself. 
Hey, there we go. So then you would get advantage. So then you Just would make cancel it, it out. Yeah, that that's yeah. No, I'm gonna take your 15. You get that's your that you yeah. You're good. So you cast enlarge on yourself. You uh, you see Rangram get just much bigger. Um, the problem is you now double in weight. Oh no! Well, luckily, so did I. Yeah. So you're able to he, you're able to pull uh, pull him up, but you you swell in size, and you, as you do, you feel the tentacles uh, kind of like it, like they they lose grip on your legs uh, as you're able to pull combs out of the reach of these tentacles. And as you're doing so, as as Cosmo, you're pulling them both up like out of this water and onto the floor above uh, Rangram, and uh, you're able to pull combs over and like get a grip on the edge of this. Um, you just feel an overwhelming sadness, uh, like kind of washing over you all. Uh, and you just hear the words in your head at, uh, with a kind of questioning uh, tone, uh, just say, you bad? All right, Bobby, you're the charisma character. You need to befriend the giant mimic ship. No, we're not bad. Are you bad? Roll me a, uh, roll me a, because of how many of the, mo- the, the, the babies you killed, roll me with a, a persuasion with disadvantage. Correction, I did not kill any. Yes, you did. You smushed one, you stepped on it. Okay, so I pushed one. <laughs> Got one. All right, so I'm making a persuasion with disadvantage. With disadvantage. All right, can do this. You can do this. Do this. I believe in you. Persuasion disadvantage. I'm really good at these. My charismatic. Charismatic young boy. First one, strong. First one is a strong 17. Okay. Cosmo dice. Here we go. That one bounced out of the dice right. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) This is torture. Oh, crap. Okay. Not bad, but not the worst. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a 16. Okay. Um, this, uh, you see the tentacles, like, reaching up towards, like, up towards the hole, and then you see them kind of, as you say that, they kind of stop and slow, and they don't descend, but they are kind of just, like, sitting there kind of moving just below the hole in the floor where you guys are standing. Um, and you see, like, the brain, uh, just pulsing, and it, uh, it's kind of like uh, you uh, you hear another voice in your head that's almost, it seems more calm this time. And it just says, Child, bad. Give child. Uh, what child? I, I don't, are you looking at me for help? I asked the monster. Oh, uh, okay. Um, roll me a persuasion check straight up and down now. 25. Okay. Uh, Glenn, you start, uh, you start feeling, uh, something rattling around in your back pocket. Yeah. So Glenn was gonna, didn't really need that one. I was a little <laughs> knew that one when he said child. Uh, Glenn's gonna pull out the ship in a bottle that he found earlier, 
and he's going to go, you know, for what it's worth, this, this wasn't us. This was, we found this, I'm guessing uh, maybe the, the last people that were here took this from you. I'm, I'm just going to let him out and be real careful. And Glenn's going to take the glass carver knife and just cut around the bottle. So we don't have to smash the glass. doesn't have to do anything violent. He's nice. just going to cut the bottle open and with his mage hand, I guess, uh, hold the guy or the hold the little, the ship to puss and just put it down in the water uh, below him. Okay. Uh, the little damaged ship to puss that uh, had been locked in that bottle, uh, you see it kind of like look back at you all and like in a way that would be cute if it wasn't, uh, you know, an anthropomorphic ship with a sh like shark mouth. Uh, it kind of like look back at you all for like a second and then starts to swim towards the giant clam. Uh, and you just feel a sense of just like peace and contentment wash over all of you. That then is pretty, um, uh, gets not chill really quickly as the clamshell begins to close and it starts getting dark uh, inside the space. And then you start feeling what feels like, um, I'll say increasing pressure and movement as what seems like this ship is getting lower in the water. I was gonna say, we're all on the next level, right? Uh, you're on the, yeah, second from the bottom. You're not on, on the lowest oh, level. The whole group is? Yeah. Yeah, Glenn, uh, Glenn's just gonna look to Cosmo and Combs and Rangers. Uh, okay, last time, I think it was Cosmo carried both of us. How about we get some dwarf taxis out of here real quick? And I just jump onto Rangram's back. <laughs> and I like to Cubs go hop on not not Ranger Cosmo obviously uh yeah I think Combs uh Combs kind of uh jumps on and he can as he's like leaking blood um and uh yeah how do uh Ranger and Cosmo run out of this place uh as Co as Combs gets onto his back um Cosmo just barrels for the uh for the staircase and i'm just like running one and uh i don't even know if i'm too wide to fit through this thing but uh if i am i think i just it's Go. as you're strangely it as you're moving towards the holes they're widening around you almost like allowing you exit as you're moving up through the ship and as you get closer to the top though it doesn't seem to be as like uh, like gooey and skinnish like it's almost like they're more creaking and like almost like breaking of the pieces as they're like widening around you as you're uh, allowing you for your exit alright and uh, just I'm as we're like making our way up the top Captain mm -hmm. do we gotta do we wanna try and get uh, Morty what, Murdy, what was his name he's still on the ship uh, Milty yeah Milty. Uh, if, we, if we can get him out uh, I mean, that might be a good idea. He's the only one that knows what the hell happened with this thing and can actually vouch for it. All right. Then uh, we're going to nab... I think I know where he's staying. We're going to nab him on the way out. Rangram, what are you doing? Rangram is just barreling up the stairs as fast as possible. Um, I know that this thing's being nice and letting us out, but I hate the entrances widening. This the entire adventure has been awful. 
just want to state state my displeasure in this. And, I, it's I've taken it. I've taken it into consideration. I put it into the comment box, uh, and we will uh, we will I will make sure that we will never have this exact adventure again. Okay, good. <laughs> it'll be this. It'll be this whole green. thing, but just tinted green. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he would just be running. Okay. Lin on uh, all the way up through the dining hall ghosts, past all the drinking ghosts, as fast as humanly possible. As fast as, as durgarly possible. Dur durgarly. Since, since Glenn is getting carried, can I uh, have the action of casting Mage Hand? And I'm going to try to, as we go by it, I get the glint in my eye. I'm just going to try to yoink the pistol off that one ship head and see if I can do it with my Mage Hand. So I got 30 uh, feet on it, so I should be able to, like, just whoop. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, um, yeah, actually, uh, two, yeah, so you, you, you get that, roll me a, roll me a sleight of hand. Okay. 17. Uh, yes, okay. Um, that, yeah, you're able to grab this thing off, uh, it's really strange, as you pick up this, this thing, it, it's actually like you pull it off and it looks like a shrimp that has kind of like partially engulfed a, a cylinder of some sort. Um, it's like this, but it's almost in the shape of like some sort of firearm. Uh, but it is like a, this moving shrimp uh, that's kind of being carried with you. Uh, and it's, it's, very, it's a very strange uh, device you got going on here. Yeah, um, I even hate the loop that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing feels like a win in this stupid ship. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're going past the ghosts, um, they're all just kind of like looking at you and kind of like give you, you see a couple of them give you like a, a kind of somber nod as the water like raises past them. Like you see them kind of all dissing, disappearing as you're raising up, you're running, rushing up onto the top level of the deck. Uh, and you see uh, Milty who's sitting up there and just kind of uh, is kind of over by the, over by the edge of the ship, he's kind of standing here and goes, goes, oh, them parasites are sinking my ship. What have they done? Yeah, Milty, the ship's a gonna. We gotta go. Oh, nabbit. Yeah, you were actually totally right about that parasite thing. I owe you an apology. But not I right told now. you. I did told you. Um, yeah, you owe me a, a much bigger apology. Your ship is awful. I hate it. Come on, Milky. We're getting out of here. Um, okay, uh, as you, uh, so are you just, are you all just kind of jumping up? The ship is, the, you can see the ship is right next to uh, the, the actual ship at large. Uh, so like right next to the Swallow in the, the fog that is kind of like still enveloping this area, uh, you can see that the uh, kind of, you know, just slightly obscured is the uh, Third's Charm right off of the, the dock. It is probably 20 feet below you. And no, actually, sorry, because the ship is dropping it's about even right now. Uh, I'm going to give you all uh, acrobatics checks or, or athletics checks, actually. Athletics checks for the boys uh, to jump across because this is all strength. Is it the milty yeah. side or is it the non-milty side? It's going to be the milty side. All right. Um, Glenn. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go. I'll say Glenn's just going to hop off of Ranger's shoulder, so he doesn't have to try to make this jump with me on his back. Uh, but he also looks over Ranger's eye. Maybe we just throw Milty because I don't see those legs really having much power behind them anymore. 
What do you think, Cosmo? Do we let this crazy old man drown? Because I'm totally for it. How do you live on this damn ship for so long and not realize what was going on? I'm very, very upset with everything that happened today. If there's one good thing that can come away, it might be Milty, who uh, was the captain of the Swallow. He can tell the story, maybe. And uh, so, yes, yes, we take him. All right. Oh, well, well. You can take him then. I'm just going to like take Combs off Cosmo's shoulder, but like not too gently. Like I probably like, like nicked one of his wounds a little bit. <laughs> you like squeeze oh. a slash. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I can fix that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> not right now though. Like later. I'm going to fix it later. Right now you're going to suffer. Okay. So you all, uh, did you roll, roll your athletics? Uh, uh, I wish I believe you both have advantage on them because like, they're strength based. Right? Because you're enlarged, or is that not worth it? Oh, the yeah, lights? all strength checks. Yeah. All strength based yeah. checks, which is yeah. good because that was a two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And that's a 13. Blazing. 16 total for random. Uh, right. So, Cosmo continuing up the staircase to add a little bit more oomph is going to just enlarge itself, going to just grab Milty and try it to jump up onto the. Oh, the parasites, they got me. They finally got me. I knew this day would come. Gonna save your <laughs> life, Captain. I'm no parasite. Watch this. And uh, The biggest parasite i ever seen. I hate Milty. I hate him so much. Um, Everything from this ship is cursed. <laughs> probably. So it's a strong 19 athletics. Uh, okay. Uh, how about you, Rangram? Oh, what, what's that? Uh, athletic. What was your athletics? Right. Yeah, it was, a, it was a 16. Oh, 16. Okay. Uh, you both, uh, you know, as this thing is going down, like literally like the, the ship is just like going whole for like nose first towards the bottom of the water. As this thing is like going back, I think you both run up the back of the ship, grabbing Mil like running up this back staircase, kind of grabbing Milty as you go. And I think both of you just vault yourselves over the edge, kind of stepping on the edge to give you more, uh, more lift and just dive like straight across. Uh, roll me, uh, both of you roll me, I guess strength saving throws to see if you can stay on your feet when you land on that deck. Strength saving. You've jumped far enough and high enough to, to make it, but you're about 10 feet in the air. <laughs> so right. you're, so uh, again. Okay. Great. The 26. Uh, you both come to like land just like st on the deck, uh, kind of like maybe Rangam's knees buck a little bit more under the weight of two people uh, as, uh, as he's jumping. But uh, both of you kind of land uh, in front of a very confused and very concerned looking ego on the deck of the ship. Uh, as you watch, as you both turn, all, all of you turn and watch the ship just go like dive down below the waves, creating this like whirlpool behind it as it just kind of disappears below the surface. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the fog. As far as you can tell, the fog is still very much there. Um, but I think that uh, you both know, are like, I think Rangrim and Glynn, as this thing goes down below the water, uh, it kind of like makes this whirlpool and then the water kind of like settles again for a second. And where the whirlpool was at, you see what looks like a kind of like slightly opalescent sphere 
that is kind of floating uh, where that went down below the water. And it seems to be kind of slow, like maybe it's the size of like a, a softball and it's like floating towards the third's charm on the water. It's like floating on the water uh, as if it's like kind of floating on waves, but it seems to be kind of like uh, a little bit less. Um, it, it seems a little bit more too direct for actually being unguided. Uh, uh, Ijo, we should uh, start moving like 40 minutes ago. How fast can we get this thing going? Wait, Brandon, can you just make the ocean take us somewhere? Didn't you do that earlier? Yeah, I could probably do that, but I mean, first, I'm going to try to, I mean, I stuck, I stuck my thumb in one of Captain Combs's, one of the holes that's in his chest, and I, I'm going to try and fix that. <laughs> first, I feel bad because it's stuck, and he's like trying to take him off his back, but he's got his thumb like wedged in a Oh my gosh. And is, wait, hold on. When you did that, did you grab him and then you enlarged? So it tore it open? Or were you <laughs> oh already enlarged? You've torn, you've torn him in half. <laughs> oh, oh God. You full metal jacket inside your arm. Like, oh. <laughs> too much? Uh, yeah, Glenn, Glenn is just going to try to help Ego. Glenn doesn't even know what the fuck to do on a ship, but he's going to start pulling on a bunch of ropes that he thinks are the right ropes. Okay. So, um, as you all are, are as you all are preparing the ship for uh, for launch, and you, Ego's like, "Yes, of course, we'll get it going as soon as we can." These ships only move about five miles an hour, or so even uh, with a good wind, but we'll do our best. And he's like running around, he's kind of directing uh, directing the crew to kind of get this thing moving. Uh, you can see that orb is still kind of floating over to you, and as it's getting like probably like within ten feet of the ship now, uh, maybe even closer, uh, you all just hear uh, in your heads you hear a voice that again sounds like your own voice, and it just says, "Friend." Okay, you go. I guess we don't have to hurry as much. Maybe, I would still probably hurry. This yep. is pretty fucked up. <laughs> Glenn's just waving to the order. Bye, friend. <laughs> okay, it's, it's so even it's coming towards you. You're not going to do anything about it. If it says the word friend, I'm Glenn. That's enough for Glenn to mind his own goddamn business. Okay. I mean, it's just yeah. It's just it's just, it's just literally looks like a as it's getting closer to you. It literally, just almost looks like um, it looks like a giant, almost like a giant pearl that's floating on the water, top of the water, like kind of towards you. You can see it is displacing water and it's like within five feet of the ship at this point. Yeah, but does it look like it's like a, a rudder is underneath it and like no. there's a lot of water being spaced or it's just floating at us? It's just floating at you. You don't see anything below the water below that. It's not like an angler fish. That's exactly what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trick the the sticky fingers. You can roll a persuasion or a perception check if you like, or an investigation. Oh, that's a good idea. Glenn does like things. Yeah, he does like yeah. things. He yeah. likes those things. He does like things. Uh, I rolled a sixteen plus seven on investigation, so a twenty-three. You don't see anything below the water. Uh, you would you you would think that if you uh, like you know you, the water is you're out in the ocean. It's dark, but uh, and you would think you would be able to see like a darker form beneath the water uh, with with you know your keen elven vision. Uh, this thing just seems to be kind of floating hither and yon, uh, like in the water, but it like clearly like 
some sort of control over it because it's moving towards you, but it's not direct. It's not like it's zooming through the water at you as if there's like a, something larger attached below the water. It just seems like it's kind of like anything else that would be floating on the water. And it's kind of, you, you just kind of hear it like bump against the ship, except for it doesn't make a bump noise. It's kind of like a soft squish. Do we, do we bring it with us? I think, I think it <laughs> wants to come with us. In a peace offering? I, Maybe this is the a portion of the pearl that was in that big ass clam at the bottom. Well, I mean, Cosmo, put it in a bag of holding because if it's alive, it won't be in a while. Right, How big it. is this thing? It's it's like softball size. As you oh, all okay. as you all are thinking about it, um, it starts. Uh, you see it kind of bump against the ship, and then you see tentacles come out of the side of it, and it starts crawling its way up the side of the ship. I don't know what to do. Glenn Glenn is looking to the guys like if should I kill it was a look. That's that's the look you guys get is like do we do we take this thing out? I mean it's saying friends. Can anybody like figure out how friendly this is? Does Flint does friend imply it thinks it can uh take us as Gooey things. Yeah, turn us into something. Uh, can we can we ask it? <laughs> are you um, it, are you safe? Are you friendly? I'm asking to the pearl with you, legs. You don't get an answer um, from like the larger, like deeper mimic, like that you like the the main mimic. You don't get any kind of like response, but you get a feeling of just like kind of elation as this thing is getting closer to you and like. It seems like there's a feeling of uh, roll me an insight check. That's that's that would be great. Roll me an insight check. That's pretty good actually. Uh, I rolled a fourteen. My insight's plus four though, so that's not very high. But eighteen total. Uh, you're getting a per- prevailing uh, feeling of friendship and friendliness from this thing as it crawls up over the edge of the ship and is just sitting on the railing now with these tentacles kind of like wrapped around it. Now it looks like kind of like a crystal ball with like terror, like that's completely opaque. Uh, it's like pearlescent sheen and it just has these tentacles that are kind of wrapped around the, uh, the like that are, it's just sitting on the edge of the ship and you hear uh, Igu, uh, what the hell is that? Um. Well, Ego, well, I think we just saw the weirdest shit that I've ever seen in in my entire life. In all my years here, you and me saw some weird shit. Like, remember that one time when we went to that 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 house of ill repute in that in the underdark, and it was like the ladies of the the evening, so to speak. That was weird, weirder, way weirder. The but, things uh, we saw that night, I don't even, I don't even, I. It, it's a whew. that makes that this this just made that look like your average beer run. Um, Glenn, uh, this thing kind of uh, you see it kind of uh, much like a cat when it's preparing to jump uh, is is kind of like doing its little butt uh, with this orb is doing its <laughs> little butt movement and it's, it's that's adorable. It's taking a dive uh, towards kind of towards you. Okay, Glenn is going to catch it in midair with his mage hands, but okay. gently. Not going to like, he's not going to like palm stop it. He's going to like give it a place to land. 
okay. gonna like kind of float it slowly towards him and say, my friend, very cautiously. Flynn, as you catch this thing open palmed and you put it in front of you, uh, it changes before your eyes and changes into uh, a very familiar form, a small, slightly ruffled up baby shit mimic. Uh, and it kind of like changes into oh, a little okay. shit mimic and uh, it kind of like sticks out its tongue uh, that out of its like open mouth on the front and uh, on it is like this ring that is like kind of rusted metal, but it has all these holes all over it and sticking out of the little holes are the like little, are these kind of like small little tentacles similar to the ones that were down in the bottom of the ship. And as it kind of drops that onto your mage hands, it kind of gives a little like patoot and spits it out. Uh, it just gives a very small and you hear it in your head and it's much more high pitched. It's not your voice. It just says, friend. And that's where we're gonna end the session tonight. Oh my gosh. I fucking hate this ship so much. <laughs> oh god. I don't uh, even know, like... I'm so stressed. Uh, that was awesome, but what the <laughs> hell? What the... Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.